Hello, I'm Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in Rochester. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your entrepreneur journey at collider.mn. We release a podcast episode the second Wednesday of each month here at Rochester Rising, which you can find on the Collider website or wherever you best like to listen to your podcasts, including on YouTube. We also have many articles and videos that we have created over the years telling the stories of both new and very experienced business owners. You can find all of that content on our website. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating, if you can, to our tip jar so that we can keep telling these stories for the community. We use the local business for giving for our fundraising efforts. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate through Forgiving in our show notes. This week on the podcast, we chat with graphic designer Lee Green, who owns his own website, branding, and graphic design business, Greenhouse Graphics. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. It's exciting to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad I could be a part of it, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Um, well, so do you mind just giving me a little introduction to yeah. yourself, telling me a little bit about your hobbies and passions outside of oh, owning a business? Oh, man, I got, I got several. Uh, uh, my, my name is Lee Green and I, uh, well, I've been in Rochester for about, man, I want to say 22 years. I've married, been married for that long, have a beautiful wife named Jody. have two daughters, Kiana and Alexa. Alexa is 27, and she's a civil engineer up in the Twin Cities. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and Kiana just finished her uh, certificate, her degree through Mayo Clinic as a radiology technologist, so she'll be eventually working at the Mayo Clinic. Wow, some successful girls. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. And I also have a grandson uh, who's three. His name is Zeres, who's just a... He's just a blast, man. I'm like, me. he puts a light on my face every time I see him, man. <laughs> just amazing kid. So, man, I, I love to play uh, basketball. Fun. Uh, I, I played high school and college and you know, up now, but I'm older now, so it's a different type of game. So I got to worry about injuries and things <laughs> of that nature. Right, right. <laughs> I don't move as quickly as I used to, you know, but uh, I still play recreationally just to kind of keep myself in shape. I love to bike ride with my wife. Um, I also like golf. Um, I, I mean, I'm recently I'm starting to get into it, kind of picking it up in my later years. So it's just a fun time to get out there. And I'm, I'm not good by any means, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun to be out there. Fair but. enough. We don't have to be good at all of our hobbies. <laughs> right, right, right. How about you? you any hobbies? Or, you know, yeah, you know? definitely. But. So I'm a runner. I love to run. Oh, um, okay. And then I am a voracious reader. Are so you? those are kind of two big things. Uh, my husband and I love to hike and we have a basset hound. So getting outside with our, our pup is always fun. So. Wow, wow. Yeah. Basset hound. 
that's an interesting. That's a cool dog. Oh, like he's such a honey. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. He drools cool. a lot, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. A runner, huh? So you run him? I do. Run? Yeah, oh, yeah. Working on training for my second marathon. So wow, yeah, wow, so. marathon runner, man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exhausting, but okay. It is. It is. I've I've chosen my battle, and, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Right. And a reader too, huh? So yes. You read too, huh? Wow. Yeah. What's What's the latest thing you're reading on? Um. So right now, I am reading a collection of essays by Wendell Berry, who was oh. uh, big into sustainability and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So, Really? Yeah, that's really? that's the the most recent read. Really? Yeah. I'm, I am not a reader, so I <laughs> I do read how tos and things of that nature. But I'm sure. a YouTube University kind of guy. I need video to keep myself entertained. But I, I'm well, sorry. that no, that's perfectly <laughs> like people need to pick their poison, and that's right. totally you know. However, people learn. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to remember something, I have to write it down, right. and that's right. just the kind of person I am. Like, right. I can't take notes on a computer. I need to physically like right. write it down. It <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. just sometimes takes a lot more time. Yeah, got you. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So, yep. Very well, cool. sweet. Um, so, I looked on your website and kind of read up on you a little bit just from what you had on there. Um, and so, you went to college for fine art, right? Correct. Awesome. Uh, yep. What made you decide to pursue graphic design as a career instead of some other art form? That's a, that's a good question. Um, so, when I was in school taking fine art, um, probably my junior year in college was when graphic design design started kind of coming on the scene. And I felt like I was kind of good at computers at that time. I was like, I like computers, you know, I liked the direction that it was going in at that time. And I felt like, man, you know, I could probably mix this fine art passion and this design and this computer um, passion that I have together with, with graphic design. So it felt like a natural fit for me at that time. But again, it was just coming on the scene, so I didn't really, you know, know what type of jobs you can get into. So it was just kind of, kind of new. Some colleges has implemented, had already implemented graphic design um, as a degree, but the college I was at did not have it as a degree uh, oh, available sure. at the time. But uh, so it. But uh, t- funny, a year after I graduated, they implemented it. So it, oh, you know, of so, course, yeah, Go exactly. Figure. Oh, now you now you offer it after I left. So that's kind of how I kind of got into it. So sure, it's a good fit. Yeah. Did you always kind of know that you wanted to start your own business or did you kind of think you were going to work under other people? I did not see a business being something I wanted to do when I came into the field. I just wanted to get into the field and that was kind of, you know, my direction. Like I want to be a graphic designer and eventually be an art director or something, something of that nature. Um, so this kind of evolved a little later in the career. Um, I, man probably five years ago was when I decided to go out on my own and start my own business. And it kind of came, it was kind of not really something I, like I said, wanted to do. Sure. It just kind of evolved into that, yeah. you know? So uh, anyway, so that's kind of how it went, but that's kind of how it started. But Yeah, totally. Yeah. I guess tell me a little bit about your trajectory. Like what brought you to Rochester? Oh, what made sure. you decide to like settle here and then eventually open a business here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good question. So what, what brought us here was basically uh, my wife, she got a job straight out of college. Mail Clinic offered her a job straight out of college. Oh, awesome. Um, we're from Iowa. So okay. she, uh, I went to school in her hometown. Um, uh, Lamar's Iowa is where she's from. But as soon as college was over, she 
got a job here and we decided to move up here, uh, which was uh, what brought us to Rochester. And uh, shortly after we got here is when I started to get into my field of graphic design and, and that sort of thing. And um, again, it was kind of one of those things that evolved. Uh, I worked at a company called the uh, Professional Skaters Association for a number of years as an art director. Okay. I was there for about 15 years. And what happened was I, uh, um, each coach, the Professional Skaters Association is a figure skating organization for coaches. Okay. So basically they train and accreditate coaches on all different levels and ratings and rankings. Um, so it's like a little university for coaches. But each coach, there's probably six to 10,000 coaches. Each coach is basically a walking business because uh, they all want to be branded a separate way. They all want to be, you know, just have their own unique feel and look. Totally. Uh, private lessons and things. So I started branding. These coaches started figuring me out, and I started branding each coach. Um, you know, they were coming to me, famous coaches and then famous skaters, Michelle Kwan and Sasha Cohen. Seriously, uh, that's was, awesome. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, so, and, you know, famous coaches like Frank Carroll and all these, um, and, you know, these upper-level coaches started knowing who I was and, you know, I started branding some of these people, man. Um, um, I didn't brand uh, Sasha Cohen or anything like no, that. No, no, that's I, okay. I started, you know, I was meeting a lot of these people. And then all of a sudden I started meeting these advertisers and sponsors and things of that nature. Um, Buddy Lee Jump Ropes is a multimillionaire out of Virginia who I brand from the ground up. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of started snowballing. And then I took a good look five years ago and I was like, hey, I got a large clientele of customers. So I think I'm going to go ahead and take the leap and go out on my own, which was a very good design, a very good, I should say, um, direction. Yeah. You know, because um, that was one of my biggest pool of customers, but it quickly became my smallest pool after I went out because all the local businesses and start start figuring me out and it just kind of snowballed into what it is today so yeah yeah that, wow that's super exciting yeah. well do you do any figure skating then oh, <laughs> i get that question a lot and i do not i'm, I'm it's, i like i two left feet and it would it, it would be horrible to see me it'd be terrifying to see me out on the skate so well that's all right you know they probably don't need any more competition no anyway. no, no. <laughs> exactly. oh awesome yep, yep. so as you were first getting started did you like on your own, that is, uh, did you meet any significant challenges or was it a pretty seamless transition? Hmm, that's a good question. Did I meet some challenges? I, I think the challenge of simply being a black-owned business is a challenge in itself. There's a lot of different roadblocks and different things you kind of have to look out for that are a little bit unique uh, sure. for that model, you know, as far as a BIPOC type of uh, business, you know, situation. Um, but there was some, I think there was some challenges, uh, you know, you know, especially with, uh, maybe more like, um, you know, I didn't know what the, f the financial challenges would look like. Um, how is it going to affect my business? Because mainly I work from home. Sure. How is that going to affect my business moving forward and those sort of type of things. Now I have an office and a meeting space and those sort of things, but, uh, yeah, that, I can't think of one in particular. You kind of caught me off guard on that one, but, uh, no, that's all yeah, right. we can circle back to this when I think of of a question that I mean, I think of a, a you know a good example. I'm sure that I'm I have a few I know about, but anyway. So no, absolutely, and and maybe kind of piggybacking on that that same questions. Are there any particular things that you know now that you really wish that you had known then when you were first getting started? Hmm. Mm, I know now that I should have known what I known then. Um, one of the things that I did learn was uh, I think in business 
we try to do everything. And I think that's a problem because you can't do everything. You have to be able to delegate. You have to be able to outsource some of the things that you're doing and stay in your lane. Because if you don't stay in your lane, you kind of lose focus of your business sometimes. And early on in my business, I find myself trying to do everything. And it took away from my creativity. I'm doing billing and sending out emails and I'm doing customer service and file transfers and just different things that come with the business. And it got to the point where I'm doing that more than actually doing design and being creative. Yeah. So that was a lesson that I, you know, I wish I would have learned early on, especially when I started the business, because I'm like, I probably could have got a lot more <laughs> done. No, and, totally, you know. totally. But anyway, so that was a good one. But, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you face uh, extra challenges during the course of the pandemic? Did that change anything, like how you were doing, how you were functioning? Were there any big changes for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a, I guess it was a scary time for everyone. But it's, it's weird that you asked me that question. I don't really know how this all worked for me. But for some reason, during the pandemic was when my business actually picked up. Which wow, is a strange, okay. yeah, it's a yeah. strange, you know, uh, 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 way of saying it because what happened, I think what I started to figure out is since everyone had more time and everyone was off, you know, uh, people weren't working as much and everybody was quarantining, the ideas that they had and their business, you know, ideas that they had started to come alive mm-hmm. or, they was, or they started to work on some of their business models and like, uh, and then uh, of course it, you know, came to me like, can you help us with the branding? And so I got, a, I felt like I got a lot of startup type companies around that time, which boosted my business dramatically. Yeah. Um, in that, and matter of fact, uh, last year was probably my greatest financial year, and the wow. year before that, it just kept, it just kept going up and up. And I felt like the first year of the pandemic, it was going to go down, or I was going to have to just maintain it do some creative things to stay alive. Sure. I didn't have that problem, which was strange. I didn't. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> it was going to was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, just a unique, uh, just a new, new, unique way of doing things. I don't know. But. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to hear that it wasn't like a time of floundering for you, that it was a time of success instead. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, are there some like particular projects that you've taken on that you absolutely loved creatively that were just some of your favorites? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, the one I really liked it in particular was the uh, George Floyd uh, um, creative. Uh, I call it a George Floyd artistic interpretation that I did over at uh, Barbershop and Social Services. Sure. That was a fun one because not only was it was it healing, but I felt like it was also healing for um, the people that were that got a chance to see that because you can still see that uh, over there. You know, at, that art artwork is still up there. So if you go over to it's over by the rack. Rochester Athletic Club. Sure, sure. Um, business a business park right right behind there. Uh, it's right in that area right there. But um, um, so it was just a healing process, and it was just fun to do, and I got a lot of good feedback. But you know, anytime, and this art art is subjective, and sometimes, especially with the political ramifications of the George Floyd, I think there was you know, there's always going to be some people that don't agree with that, and what, you know, that sure. sort of thing. But that's just art in general. But yeah. overall. It was it was it was fun to do. I would have done it again. Um, it was just a fun project. So awesome. Do you have like plans for growth or expansion for your business in the future? Yes, yes, that's a good question. Uh, right now, I 
right now we're expanding. I'm partnering with a company called BCS uh, Computer Solutions, which is a IT company here in Rochester. Okay. Um, and now we've grown to three tiers. So now we have BCS Computer Solutions, which is the IT. Then we have the Communication Solutions, which deals with uh, your phone and your internet services. And then the, then we have the Creative Solutions, which is the you know the tier that I own and operate, which is that uh, you know the branding. Uh, creative solutions uh, tier. Um, so, yeah, we we're already kind of in expanding phase, and uh, we're seeing some uh, good feedback from that already, and we haven't really gone full-blown with that. So, yeah, moving in the right direction, I think. So, awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. So in thoughts for other aspiring entre- entrepreneurs or artists that want to take their work in an entrepreneurial direction, do you have any advice for them in getting started? Yeah, so I... I've been saying this for for a while. It, it's uh, you definitely have to leap out on faith. It's it's something you can't just uh, you can't just go out on business and expect to be successful right away. I mean, some people can, but there's going to be some growing pains, you know, some some blood, sweat, and tears in trying to brand yourself. But if you're passionate about something, um, I feel like you can, you know, that passion will take over. And you're gonna, you know, once you get to that stage in your mind, well, I'm gonna do this no matter what, you know. So I just love doing it. Eventually, success will start to show its head. And you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. start to come alive. And sometimes I think uh, we also, I've been telling people this too, is we need to redefine what success looks like. A lot of people think success is, you know, the, the big house and the, the fancy car and that sort of thing. For me, success was mainly about freedom, having the freedom to pick my own customers having the freedom to set my own hours, um, just having the freedoms to do all of these things was, was success to me, Yeah, you know, and, and I feel like that's a really important part for people starting business. What is, what does success look like to you? So first you have to kind of find out what that is and then build from that, uh, what you want your business model to look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Oh, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, This has been fun. Um, And um, I've always been a fan of what Collider is doing with businesses and entrepreneurs. So I had to jump on this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate that. Thanks a lot. You bet. Thanks to Lee for sharing his story. You can learn more about Greenhouse Graphics by checking out the links in our show notes. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation, please share this podcast with them so they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. 